Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so stoked to be here today with a a remarkable woman with a remarkable story to share with you. Um, Let me read you her bio really quick. Um, Her name is Shelly Strong, which by the way, I asked her when we first chatted, is that your real name? Because it is the epitome of who she is. She is an amazingly strong woman. She's a breast cancer survivor. She was diagnosed when she was 29 years old and, of course, never thought that would happen to her. She um, always had a focus and a passion for fitness. So being diagnosed with cancer is such a shock to her system. And she is going to share some of her story today about how her faith in God really uh, was a major component in walking through this just diagnosis and then treatment and then where she's at today. So Shelly Strong, I want to welcome you. We have the beautiful Tiffany Marie on with us today. Welcome, Tiffany. I cannot wait for the world to hear your story. Welcome, Shelly. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're so happy to have you. And I know I read that little bio, um, but would you share just a little bit more about your story and what you said that you were passionate about fitness, but you actually were a fitness competitor. Is that correct? I was. And I feel like Tiffany and I were supposed to meet so many times in our lives because when we competed, we had the same coach. Uh, Last April, we were both in Bali, Indonesia at the same time, like the same week. Um, So I just feel like the Lord puts people in our place and when the time is right, then our paths cross. And so I just feel like I've been destined to meet her for a while. Isn't that crazy? I mean, so you guys were both in Bali at the same time. Were you at the same resort? No, not the same resort. It's funny though, right? Yeah. (laughs) But it's so funny. It's a small Island. So what are the chances? I mean, maybe you passed each other and you just didn't even know. Exactly. So you were diagnosed right after that Bali trip then, correct? Yeah, a couple months after. And we went for my 29th birthday. And a couple months after that trip, I was diagnosed. Um, So I found the lump, went to my doctor, and we did a physical exam. And she said, it's probably not anything. You're so young. You know, you're really healthy. You don't have family history, but we'll still send you for an ultrasound. So I went for the ultrasound and they told me, oh, it's going to be fine. It's a fibroid, fibroadenoma. Again, they brought up my age, how I was healthy, no family history. And they said, come back in six months and then we'll look at it again. And that was the first time I heard like this small voice saying, no, don't wait and keep asking questions. And I couldn't leave that room. And I kept saying, well, how do you know? And are you sure? And I just felt like that wasn't enough for me. So I pressed forward and asked for surgery and they were able to get it to me, but I had to wait two additional months for that. So I first found it in June um, and I just passed that anniversary of finding it actually. So it was June 4th that I actually found it, Oh wow! but because they weren't really concerned and I wasn't, you know, an emergency surgery, they put me under general. So I had to go through a referral, a consultation and all that. 
And then it was the summer. So they were really booked on a lot of stuff. So my um, soonest surgery that they could do was going to be August 9th. So I was, it's been two months now. So I go in August 9th, I have the surgery to remove it. It was a lumpectomy. And while I'm still under the surgeon comes out and she tells my husband, it looks fine. We got it all. I'm pretty sure it's nothing, but we're still going to send it. Uh, so that was that three days later, I'm here at home by myself, husband's at work. It's his first day at a brand new job. And I get a phone call from her and she asked me if I can go in to, to the hospital. And I said, no, you know, I'm here by myself. No one's here to drive me. And I had just taken some pain medication, so I didn't feel comfortable driving. So I just told her I wasn't available. And she said, well, I'm sorry, we have to do this over the phone, but you do have cancer and it's a grade three tumor. And she's, she's starting to talk about all these things about lymph nodes and treatment and words I didn't understand. And my whole world went just quiet. And I, I couldn't hear anything after that. And I just told her, you know, I have to go and she's, I need some time to, to process this. And she said, you need a second surgery ASAP. We have to remove lymph nodes. And again, she's using all these terms that I didn't know. And she said, you have to come back this Thursday and, you know, promise me you'll, you'll show up. You really need this. And we hung up and that's where it started. And I just kind of knew, and I feel like I even knew the day that I found it because there was just this sense of urgency and, you know, just the Holy spirit telling me, you know, you have to fight or things are going to get worse. And I'm glad that I did because when they first measured it at my ultrasound, it was 1.5 centimeters. So in just two months, it grew from 1.5 to 3.8 when they took it out. So had I waited until December, the six months that was originally recommended, I mean, it would have been a different conversation and a whole treatment plan. I could have possibly been stage four by then. Ugh, it's, it's hard to um, even take that information in. And when you and I spoke, when Tiffany introduced uh, you to me the last time we spoke, you talked about feeling, you know, hearing like hearing the voice of God and really feeling this passionate conviction to press. Mm -hmm. Would you share a little bit about that? Because I think, I think that it's important that anybody listening to this, you know, I feel like we kind of go to the doctor sometimes and we just lean on them totally. Well, they know, they know what's best for me, but clearly God was like, you know, he's the ultimate physician. So he was like advocating for you already. Will you share a little bit about that? Yeah. And, and totally what she said, um, just this sense of urgency and not letting me give up because even when I did go home that day from the ultrasound, there was just this nagging feeling in my stomach saying, don't accept this. Something is wrong. And I've, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I've always been into fitness did bodybuilding uh, competitions for a while. So I, I'm pretty good at listening to my body when something's wrong. And so that feeling, it wasn't going away. So that's when I knew I was on the right path. And that voice kept saying, ask questions, keep going, don't stop. And those were the little phrases that I kept hearing in my journey. And it continued throughout too. Like we saw the Lord's hand in, in our lives so many times, even with my husband getting this job, because before um, I live in Upland right now, but before he was commuting to Victorville, which is about an hour away. But then the week before I got diagnosed, he got something in Ontario. So he's four miles down the road. 
which was even also a blessing because there were times where I was really sick where he was just able to come home and be here in 10 minutes. So a lot of things just landed right before this started. And I really do feel like that was just the Lord's hands, like getting us ready for this fight that I was about to have to go through. Mm. I want to kind of pop in for a second. When you say fight, when we first spoke to, and then hearing your story again with Michelle, you said you were angry and you were going through emotions because you were in tip top shape. You were, you know, pretty much a wellness guru with yourself and you did everything right. And you started questioning things. And, and I want to know, you know, what that was for you and what had you lean into your faith? Because at the end of the day, we all know faith is trusting what we can't see and putting it in God's hands. And I want you to share with everyone what, what emotion you were going through, especially from an angry standpoint and, and really taking care of yourself to, to have this go and to have you go through it, I should say for others, you know, because you're going to be that powerful voice. So I want to hear what, what came up for you. Yeah. I mean, first hearing that was, it was a range of emotions. So at first I was really scared and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm only 29 years old and you know, this shouldn't be happening. And then I was angry. And like you said, I felt really betrayed by my body Um, And not just betrayed by my body, but even a little angry at God, because here I am saying, you know, doing all the right things. And um, I I was eating right. I was treating my body right. And and what's the point, I guess, because I know a lot of other people that don't do those things and don't take care of themselves. And I see them in there and they look fine. They're in good health. So, yeah, a a lot of betrayal myself and God and just the world being really angry and um, one of my neighbors, he, he came down to visit when I was going through treatment and he's very into, you know, the faith and everything too. And he said, but Shelly, what if you didn't do all those things? Would you have still been that in tune with your body to know that something was wrong? And so I had to look from it at that, from that perspective thinking, yeah, you know, you're right. What if I wasn't healthy or, um, just didn't care as much about my health? What if I had a different perspective on those things? Would I have really caught it as soon as I did? And then I had a conversation with another friend too on on just a bad day that I was having. And I said, I'm really down in my spirits and why me? And and (laughs) this is so unfair and just really angry. And I said, I feel like God left me. And he said, you know, it's really easy when things are going good in our lives to say, Oh, I'm so blessed. And I got a promotion and a new car. And we always thank God for the good things. And the second that something bad happens, we shut down and then we're angry and we think we're abandoned. And he said, you know, God has not abandoned you, Shelly. He is with us for everything that is good, but also for your trial. And I think we're here on this earth to have experiences, whether they're good or bad, that's kind of out of our hands. I think a lot of it is to chance, but one thing that's for sure is that he doesn't leave our side. He goes through everything with us. And it took me a long time to come to terms with that and just accept that sometimes things just happen. Um, but it's the way we respond to our situations that make us who we really are. Mm. And you, um, and you have really responded in a, in a remarkable and inspiring way to all of these things you shared with us on our, in our last conversation about 
during treatments, how you felt like, uh, you know, the Lord was speaking to you specifically during certain treatments. And I would love for you just to share that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I definitely felt his love, not all the time. It was kind of hard (laughs) some days where you're just feeling super beat up and, uh, chemo has so many side effects, uh, other than the nausea and the pain, you know, um, it messes with you mentally, I think too, because it just keep it's every week I was going. So I would feel good for like two days before treatment and then you get knocked down again. Um, but there were definitely times where if I was having a really bad day, I would get a text from someone saying, just thinking of you. Mm. And I don't think that's coincidence. I think he sends, you know, promptings to others of, of check on her, you know, have you ever had a time where you think of someone and they said, Oh, I was just thinking of you too. I really believe that he shows up in different ways, whether it's friends checking on me, whether it's the nurses, um, back in November, I did get hospitalized with neutropenic fever. So my immune system just kind of crashed and I knew to go to the doctor before it got really bad. I had a small fever and it was a Friday and I called my husband. I said, something's wrong immediately. I said, we have to go. And he's like, how do you know? And I said, I just can feel it. Something's wrong. By the time he got home, I had 104 Mm. fever. So we had to go to the emergency room and I told them how I was feeling and that I was a cancer patient. And they were able to take me in right away. And and they took all these tests. And she said, well, I don't see an infection. I think you were starting to have one because all my blood tests were coming back. The cultures were coming back clear and negative. So she said, I think you just caught it right before it got really bad. So I could have been septic. Wow. Um, And they checked all my levels. I was extremely anemic. Um, I had hardly any white blood cells. And so she said, we'll give you some antibiotics and see if your levels rise in the morning. If not, you're going to need a blood transfusion. And so I was like, oh gosh, here we go. I don't want to be here overnight, you know, without my family. And then um, they had to be very like clean about it. So I couldn't really have visitors except for immediate family. So my husband was one of the few people that was able to visit me. Um, But the next morning it came, my levels dropped even more. I was not getting better. And so she said, you're probably going to need a a blood transfusion. Let me get this to the doctor. Doctor came back and confirmed it. He said, you're going to, he said, you don't need just one unit of blood. You need two. That's how bad you are. Um, And I was just so defeated. And I was like, here we go. Something else foreign in my body, someone else's blood. We don't know how the side effects are going to go because there are risks with blood transfusions. And after he left the room, you know, asked for the blood bank for my, my type of blood I just said a prayer and I said, how do I trust this blood that, or who it's coming from that they were just as healthy as I was, or that they took care of their body. And the small voice came back and he, and it said, trust me. And I said, okay, let's do it. So they came in with both um, bags. So I had that over a series of four hours. Um, They gave me food and she said, let's, let's check it again. And I said, is it going to, are my levels going to improve that quickly? And she said, yeah, it's pretty fast with blood transfusions. So, uh, when she took my hemoglobin, I was at a six. So your hemoglobin is normally ranges from a 12 to a 14. And I was at a six. So I was very, very weak. Uh, she said each unit of blood is supposed to raise it by a point. For some reason, mine went over by, um, more than two. So she said, Shelly, I don't know how this happened but your levels are almost within perfect range. Wow. And 
I was just like, oh, okay. So maybe this is what I needed to finish the rest of my treatment. Cause I was halfway, that was my halfway point. And maybe I needed that boost, but there were a lot of times where I prayed, where I heard that, that whisper too, of you're going to be okay. Because even that night after the blood transfusion, that was probably the best sleep I had gotten in a long time at that point. Um, I was by myself. My husband couldn't stay, but I just remember feeling before going to bed, feeling like this warm embrace. Mm. And I knew the blood, um, cause you can reject it. You can get a fever when you have a blood transfusion, but I knew my body was going to accept it. This is what I needed. You know, sometimes we do have to crash a little so he can help us finish the race. And that's kind of how I saw that one instance. Mm. That's really a, a powerful, you know, picture that you painted that we have to crash a little bit sometimes, you know, that really is what faith is. I mean, faith is not seeing everything and going, okay, I can see this. So I trust it. Faith is trusting in what you absolutely don't know, but you know, what you do know is who he is and what he mm-hmm. says and his promises and his word. And so that's really what faith is trusting that without seeing anything. And so, uh, if November was your halfway point, when did you, uh, complete your treatment? So I finished, uh, chemotherapy on February 5th, and then I had about a month of a break and then they recommended radiation because of the type that I have was really aggressive. So then I did four weeks of radiation. So my complete active treatment was done on May 1st. Oh my gosh. So you were in treatment during the whole uh, shut down pandemic and everything, which like just adds another layer. Yes. <laughs> it definitely added another layer of anxiety. Um, because even during transfusion, I remember in December, that's when it had started happening in China. And I was watching on the news from my chemo chair and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, hopefully it doesn't come here because I'm already with a low immune system. I cannot handle that right now. And then I finished February 5th. And then in March, when I was getting prepped and I was having my consultations for radiation, that's when everything started shutting down in the U.S. And that was a whole nother layer because now I'm putting myself at risk leaving every day yep. to go for radiation to a hospital where there's sick people. And so that was also pretty stressful to go through. But thank- thankfully, I had a great radiation team and they always made me feel comfortable and it was everything was really clean. We all wore masks. so. I was able to get through that as well. How are you feeling today? Um, you know, I have good days and bad days. Yesterday was National Cancer Survivor Day. So that was kind of an emotional day for me because I spent most of the day reflecting, you know, what if I hadn't fought for myself hmm. and thinking about if I would have even still been here today to to celebrate that. And a lot of the time I have to be careful with how often I go on social media. I started following a lot of breast cancer awareness pages and a lot of it is good news when people ring the bell and they complete treatment, but a lot of it is also bad news of women getting recurrence and it comes back and people passing away. And that's really triggering for me. So, um, you know, it just really depends on on the day. And today I was really excited to share my story and So that kind of got me all excited. And so I'm feeling good today, but there are those days where the shadow is just lingering there. And I don't know if it's just because it's so recent that I feel that, or if that'll just go away over time. But, um, 
from everyone that I've talked to, other survivors, they say the first year is really hard when you start having all those anniversaries because it's just so fresh. Oh yeah, I can only imagine. So sitting very newly, very recently, um, just completing your treatment, um, the anniversary of you discovering that lump, how, what do you, I mean, obviously God has a plan for you that goes longer than, um, you know, could have happened for somebody else that did not fight for themselves the way that you did. So sitting on that side of it, um, I have a two-part question. Number one, what, how do you feel? What do you think God's saying to you about the next phase of your life? And number two, for the woman that's listening, that maybe they have yet to have discovered the lump, or maybe they just did, what would your advice be to them? As far as the next phase of my life, I definitely learned a lot about this experience. Um, Truthfully, before the cancer diagnosis, I was emotionally in a bad place of my life where I was already dealing with some depression and anxiety, and I wasn't happy a lot about a lot of aspects in my life. And I was easily stressed out all the time. But going through this, I do appreciate life a lot more. Once you become very aware of your mortality, um, you let a lot of the little stuff go. And my husband and I were even talking about this the other night. He said, you are very different now um, as far as just more easygoing, um, not letting the little stuff get to you, even more motivated than you were before. He said, you were motivated before, but he said, now I see even more what you want for yourself and that fire. Um, and I do feel like I had lost the fire a little bit because I had bodybuilding and that kept me going for a little bit. And I was just in a place in my life where I was like, what am I doing? And where am I going to go next? And I felt really complacent. Um, and then cancer hit. And so now after this, I've been very, very open with my story on Instagram. I've had a lot of followers reached out to me. I've helped a lot of women get through their chemo stuff, either sharing tips or um, food that I was eating or natural remedies, uh, got to do the photo shoot with, um, my photographer friend who does fashion photography for this, uh, bald is beautiful campaign. And so I've gotten the message out to help women. And so I really do want to help others. And I've been trying to find different platforms and so grateful to do this interview with you, um, and Tiffany. And so that's kind of where I am right now. I'm trying to navigate through how can I make this bigger? is really where I'm at right now. And then for the second part, in, in terms of anyone who has any questions about your health, it doesn't even have to be breast cancer. It could be anything else. Uh, no one is going to fight for your life more than you. And you know your body best. So if your body is telling you or uh, that something is wrong or you have a gut feeling or there's just a thought that's not going away, I really do believe that's the Lord talking to you and telling you to ask questions and to not give up. And, and don't give up until you find those answers, until you find that peace. Because once you find that peace, you know that's from Heavenly Father and that you're on the right track. Mm. But I really do want women to, to fight for themselves. You know, doctors see so many people a day. Um, sometimes I, and I felt like this during several times of my treatment, I felt like I was just another patient. Mm. Um, but don't let them do that to you. You know, this is your life and you have loved ones that are caring for you and counting on you. So really do whatever you can to get your answers. Mm. I just got gut punched. I don't know about you, Michelle, but there is a lot of nuggets in that. And just hearing alone, when something feels off, 
find that peace, keep asking questions, no matter what it is. And that is so powerful because so many times we, it goes unnoticed. And so many times we're asking for these signs and, and it's right in front of our face and we have yet to even acknowledge it. And we just keep going through life busy and mm-hmm. going and we keep going and in a sense, we ignore it. And so when these signs keep popping up, it just smacks you across the face. It sounds like until the point where it's, you're, it's life or death, you know, you don't even realize it could be you know, it could be cancer or it could be a toxic something in your life. It's the same pattern that we get to look at. And that for me, just, I don't know, Michelle, did you feel that? Cause I felt that I felt that it was a, that was a very powerful message that a lot of women go through life on a day-to-day basis and men too, with these signs so apparent, but they, they don't ask the questions. They don't lean in. And that right there is a, a true testament of how to lean in. If something feels off or if something doesn't feel good, lean into that. So I wanted to acknowledge you for that because that, that right there is going to help a lot of people. Powerful. Really, really powerful. I, know- I love that you brought up the, the busyness because that was something I also had where I was like, my planner always has to be booked. And I've talked to a lot of women who, who were the same way that they're like, I just don't have time to go to the doctor. And it's like, you need to make that time for yourself, not, not just for medical reasons, but for your own mental health Mm -hmm. and your, your sanity and for your inner peace. And I think that was the biggest thing is for me that I learned was how to have inner peace, even through chaotic times. And right there, right. We, I heard something in church yesterday that resonates just with that. So even with what's happening in our current world right now is sometimes following isn't the answer, right? We need to step up and lead. And sometimes following means stopping. It requires us to stop, like you said. So that right there, and, and I'm sure Michelle can agree, and I don't want to speak for you, but <laughs> it's it's so, we get busy. And we, we ignore those signs. And, and when we can just be, we have a girl, Kristen, she's so sweet. She's our creative designer. She's our co-founder as well. And her sharing her story, just listening to like how busy we can get to, and, and not realize like the power that we have within to lead. Sometimes we, be, we become the followers and or not just the followers, but the followers that are ignoring these messages. And the only way to lean in is to actually like stop for a moment and listen and listen. And I think that's the most challenging thing to do in, in such a busy environment. And like you said, like calendars being booked up, I can relate to that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's something that I do by fault. And it's, it's something that all I know is that it's almost like a survival. And mm-hmm. it's the only way you know how to live. But taking those few days gives you that, that awakening to what you need to listen to and what you need to hear in order to move forward. So, you know, sometimes following requires stopping. Mm -hmm. I agree. I am uh, so proud of you for listening and for fighting. And I think that so many women need to, they will take from your strength, your name, Shelly Strong, (laughs) they're going to take from your strength and they're going to listen to that. And while you guys were talking about being busy, I'm sure you've heard the little phrase, if the devil can't make you bad, it'll make you busy. And I believe that chaos and busyness and full schedules, all of that is a massive distraction. It's all a massive tool of the enemy to keep you from hearing. And so, uh, you know, 
I think that God is always talking to us, but we're just so busy. We don't hear it or we don't trust it. And so mm-hmm. he, you know, he really got your attention in a big way and you were able to lean in and listen to that. And I know that that was kind of a dramatic way to begin that journey of really hearing the voice of God. But I know that it's just the beginning. I know that you're going to be used in really, really mighty ways. Um, you're, you're here, you're strong, you look amazing and you're just <laughs> on the other side of it. So you're going to continue to get healthier and healthier and healthier. We're praying with you and for you that that was the one and only encounter that you will have with that type of um, health crisis. And um, I know that people are going to want to reach out to you. So how can they find you? Um, so Instagram would probably be the best way right now. So the handle for that is at shellbell underscore strong. Awesome. We'll make sure that um, you, her, in addition to her bio, that you will have access to find her on Instagram in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. And uh, right below this video, if you're watching the YouTube video, we'll have it in the information of the video below. And I know that I can speak for everybody that's listening and watching that we are, uh, like I said, praying with you and for you. We're fighting the journey with you through prayer. And uh, I can't wait to see what God does with you, Shelly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shelly. Wow. What an amazing woman, an incredible story. I know so many people can relate to her journey and we will be praying with her. If you have not already done so, we would love to hear from you. Head over to our Instagram page, girlpoweralliance.com, and share your story with us. Let us pray with and for you. And if you have not yet heard, we are having a summit. We are having a summit called Bloom in November. Head over to girlpoweralliance.com to hear more about that. And, uh, you know, we've been praying for you for a long time. If you have not yet joined our community, it's time girlpoweralliance.com, where women grow.